this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you. All over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, you name it. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, Welch and Company Jewelers, and our terrific friends over at Ken's Auto Detailing, the official detail house of the ML Sports Platter. Route 11 in Cicero, if you're in and around the area, be sure to get on over to Ken's. Inside, outside, detail, the chrome, you name it. They've got it. Ken's Auto Detailing. Gift cards are always available. And, uh, hey, it's that winter season. Stay on it. Keep your car clean, especially that interior. And uh, the spring and summer will be even better. Ken's Auto Detailing, 315-572-0892. Ken's Auto Detailing, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Huge tip of the cap. Thank you, by the way, to the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the platform, as well as the Syracuse Fitness Store and Camillus Golf Club. What is next for the Dallas Cowboys? Seriously, what is this franchise going to do now? Here's the thing. Jerry Jones, he's been owner, he's been GM, and and really one of the tough things here with this particular team, right, this particular season, is that it it actually looked like things were going to be a little different. And what I mean by that is, this year, you know, Dak got back and was healthy. Um, even though Ezekiel Elliott wasn't really performing as much, Tony Pollard, you know, gets in the act. Only, what, a three-year uh, player out of Memphis, for God's sakes, at running back, and also was making some serious returns on special teams, uh, kick returning specifically. Um you had one of the, still again, one of the best offensive lines in football. Um, you know, you added through the draft and, and had a, just an amazing draft with Micah Parsons. Um, you know, you have C.D. Lamb in year two, Amari Cooper, uh, Michael Gallup. Again, all of this before what t- took place and injuries and all that. I'm saying before the season, you know, training camp, start of the season, this team went out and won 12 games. Cedric Wilson becomes a, a pretty solid a go-to guy, right? And, you know, this defense was miles better than last year. And like I said, they had a great draft led by, you know, Mike, Micah Parsons. And, you know, they were building some depth. They're building some versatility. Uh, you know, the likes of Leighton Vander Esch, um, the likes of Demarcus Lawrence, right? Like, these are big-time defensive players, and this defense was way better this year. They were a more complete, versatile, balanced, physical football team and a healthier football team. They went through the year. They win 12 games. They win the division. They host a game, and yet it's the same old stuff for the Dallas Cowboys. They lose, and they're one and done. Where do they go from here? I mean, here's the thing. I've heard every possible angle on this thing from every possible pundit, writer, podcaster. And I I really think, first of all, the, the, the years before probably like 2000, I want to say like 16, well, seven, probably 2017 ish, 2018 ish. Um, in those years, I was like, look, man, Jerry Jones, you got to relinquish the GM tag, dude. You got to hire somebody 
like a Scott Pioli or somebody to come in there and run your football operations, right? Like run them, run your football operations. And he hasn't done that. Ego gets in the way. He's the owner. He's a multi-billionaire. I, I like, I get it, but he wants to win because he's not, you know, necessarily on the back nine. Now he's on like the 20th hole. Um, he's, he's doing like the double, you know, he's, he's done with his round. He's already gone to one bar for the 19th hole. Now he's going to the 20th hole. And I mean, this guy, you know, Jerry Jones, you know, he, he knows his time is running out. Um, you know, as, as owner of the team in life, all that, he's 79 years old. Now he's in great shape. Uh, dude apparently still likes to party from, from what you hear, but, um, you know, I just thought to myself, Hey, football operations guy, maybe, maybe he can handle that. You hire the right head coach, right coordinators, and, and, and you're off and running and you can finally get at least back to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, clearly Jones wants to win one more before he's done. Uh, but at least get back to one, right? I mean, win an NFC championship, like see, see all of these fruits, you know, of labor that he's worked on, you know, kind of, kind of get to the, to the finish line here. And the Cowboys this year with a way better defense, way more complete, way more balanced, way more versatile, great draft again. It looked different. And I backed off the Jerry Jones criticism because of the great drafts that they've had. I mean, I just mentioned Tony Pollard, you know, a, a three-year man out of Memphis who wasn't on most people's radar going into the 2019 draft, like, at all, you know, at all. And the Cowboys took him in round four, and look at what the impact, you know, was this year that he had, right? I mean, look at the draft picks of, C.D. Lamb and Micah Parsons, right, in back-to-back years. I mean, just remarkable draft picks. C.D. Lamb is a game-breaking, terrific player who knows offense, knows routes, great hands. It just doesn't, it doesn't equal what it should equal. You know, and I've given Jerry Jones credit the last two, three years because he's actually had some pretty darn good drafts. And he's been the one who's built the draft, or built the team, excuse me, through the draft. All these deep pieces on both sides of the ball, offense, defense, special teams, the the generational player that Micah Parsons looks like he's going to be for many, many years in this league. How unbelievable he was this year at you know, just game-changing stuff and making offensive coordinators game plan for him in, in, in an Aaron Donald, you know, J.J. Watt in his prime type of of uh, of game planning. Von Miller, you know, those kind of guys. I mean, Micah Parsons could be, you know, really a, a legendary type player. And, you know, he was wreaking havoc. I mean, he can go back and he can cover tight ends, right? Like he can rush the passer. He can stop the rushing game, the running game. You know, he can do it from the inside. He can do it from the outside. You can stand him up just outside that, you know, defensive end area and you can use him as, you know, an outside edge rusher, but not even line him up on the front line. You know, I mean, the guy is a spectacular talent, spectacular 
And you look at all these things, you look at all the weapons, you look at the offense, you look at the drafting, you look at the star power, you look at guys who are game changers on both sides of the ball. You know, you paid Dak Prescott all that money. I don't think Dak Prescott's worth that money, but you paid him and he's your guy and he's back and he's healthy this year. It wasn't supposed to end like this for Dallas. And look, I'm not convinced on Dak Prescott. I would have told you time and time again, and I think I did leading up to him getting the big money. Remember when every year it was a story was like Dak Prescott. Oh, is he going to get franchise tagged again? Are they going to sign him? Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott, Dak, and then finally give him the money, right? Finally give him the deal. Been in the league for six years. He's 28 years old. And I'm here to tell you he's not worth the money. I wouldn't have paid him. Um, I, I really wouldn't have, but, but here, here's the thing. I'm going to give you what's next for the Dallas Cowboys based on what they've already, you know, the seeds they've already planted, right? They need that tree to grow in a hurry. And here's the thing. You've already given the money to Dak and you're stuck with Dak. I'm not a big Dak guy. I think he has solid moments. I don't think he's good enough in the fourth quarter. I don't think he's good enough in big games. Um, you know, he's already been banged up, right? Like, all those things don't help his cause. Uh, he was not good against San Francisco. I mean, he just wasn't. I know that he can provide, like, a running threat, but he's, like, not really great at throwing on the run. He ain't doing it like Mahomes is, like Allen's doing. You know, even a Russell Wilson, a Rodgers, right? I mean, gosh, he probably doesn't even do it like Kyler Murray even does it. And Kyler Murray, a lot of people are starting to write him off because of, what happened to the Cardinals this year. But you've made your bed, and you've made it with Dak Prescott. So where do you go from here? I mean, look, ultimately, I would fire the head coach. I'd go out and get a new quarterback if I was able to, but you can't because you've already given the money to Prescott. I mean, clearly, in the NFL, you need three things to work. Got to have a really good GM, which, again, I still think Jerry Jones hiring a football ops guy, it's not a bad move because at the end of the day, Jerry Jones hired Mike McCarthy. And that's where this thing starts and ends. Mike McCarthy is a disaster. Mike McCarthy, I am still, to this day, it is very difficult for me to look at his career as a head coach and remember that this guy actually has a Super Bowl. I mean, he, he really does. He is a Super Bowl winning head coach. And you can throw out all the stats, you know, oh, he's among the only four coaches to lead one franchise to eight straight playoff appearances, Belichick, Noel, Landry, right? McCarthy's second to Curly Lambeau in all-time wins leading the Packers. You know where a lot of those wins came from? A lot of those wins came from a guy by the name of Aaron Rodgers, okay? Aaron Rodgers got Mike McCarthy a lot of those 11, 12, 13 win seasons. And you know what? Maybe there were a couple of times that the Packers should have gone back to at least one more Super Bowl or multiple Super Bowls. I know there's a lot of, I know there was a lot of um, talk through the years, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, how do you only have two Super Bowls? Oh my gosh, you had those guys for, you know, whatever the heck it was, you know, 20, I mean, you're riding 20, what, a couple decades here, right? 20 plus years. 
on on Rodgers and and Favre. I mean, franchises should be so lucky. Uh, I don't know if I go down that road because it's so hard to just win one. I'm a Bills fan. I want just one, one. That's all I want. And, you know, I mean, to McCarthy's credit, he's got one. But, again, Aaron Rodgers made him look good for for a good part of that. And during his time in Green Bay, I mean, he had some really, really, really tumultuous seasons. Um, you know, he had, he was horrible at game managing back then as well. Um, you know, it started rough for, uh, Mike McCarthy, clearly. Um, you know, the Packers finished third in the North. Uh, that was a 2008 season, I believe. Um, you know, and he, he was head coach there from, let me see here, 2006 to 18. Um, but you know, it's, it started, you know, a a little bit rocky. They finished eight and eight the first year. Um, and then the next year after that, they played in that really cold NFC championship game, lost to the Super Bowl winning New York Giants. That was a 13 and three season. Things were starting to turn around. Um, you know, but again, poor game management, poor clock management in that championship game, right? I mean, there was some there were some boneheaded moves there. Um, you know, in 2008, I just mentioned that was the third season. Uh, terrible year, 6-10, and 10, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then obviously Rodgers started to really, uh, I mean, he went nuts that year. I mean, my gosh. Um, you know, he went 4,000 yards and had a 93.8 passer rating. So he kind of knew right away that Rodgers was going to be the guy. And then obviously, you know, McCarthy was having a hand in the draft. Uh, the offensive line wasn't really up to par. Sacked 50 times was Rodgers. Um, you started to really question Mike McCarthy. Um, Packers went into the playoffs as a sixth seed, right, in 2010. Um, beat the Eagles and then beat the Falcons and then played the Bears for the third time that year, and they win. And you said to yourself, okay. Here we go, right? They go to the Steelers. Uh, they go to the Super Bowl, beat the Steelers, and ba-boom. You're like, oh, Mike McCarthy, he's a great coach. He's a Super Bowl-winning head coach. Da, da, da. And, you know, that, that was the 2010 season, 2011 Super Bowl. And then the records kept coming. The winning seasons kept coming. The playoff bursts kept coming. But then, you know, eventually things started to fall apart. You know, after 2012, you know, the Packers won the North. Um, You know, Rodgers had a spectacular year again, beat the Vikings in the first round, but then they lost to the 49ers 45-31 in just a game that McCarthy, again, clock management and all the rest, they lost control, blowing the lead. Um, Then things started spiraling down, right? I mean, 8-7-1 in 2013, um, you know, and I know the Packers, you know, they, they beat the Cowboys in the divisional round of the playoffs in 2014, but then the Packers collapsed in the NFC title game. They were 16-0 leaders at halftime, 19-7 lead in the final minutes of the fourth quarter, and they went on to lose 28-22 in overtime. And McCarthy was the reason why. He made several questionable play calls during that loss. Remember start of the game, went for two field goals at the one-yard line? Should have gone for probably one, if not both. 
Last five minutes of the game, McCarthy called three run plays to Eddie Lacy with 3.52 left, and the Packers punted on fourth down, right? Like, he didn't give Aaron Rodgers a chance to win the game. And I remember Mike McCarthy, quote, not questioning his play calling, unquote. Well, mm, sorry, dude. Like, sorry. And then the drafts kept getting worse and worse and worse. McCarthy had a hand in a lot of those. Under what circumstance, in what world, if you're Jerry Jones, would you have thought to hire Mike McCarthy? Why is this a good hire? This is not a good hire. Mike McCarthy won a ton of games because of Aaron Rodgers. And I, in a million years, wouldn't hire him. Just like I wouldn't hire Dan Quinn right now. You know, Dan Quinn owns the worst collapse for a head coach in the history of the Super Bowl, 28-3. It's pure insanity if you were going to hire Dan Quinn. It's craziness. I wouldn't give the uh, uh, head coaching job to Kellen Moore either because he's super new, super raw, and young. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think you got to go out and hire a football ops guy who's going to hire the head coach with his vision. Now, the roster is the way it is. Usually GMs come in, you know, you, you clean house here and there in spots when you, uh, or, or in, in Dallas's case, you hire a GM because you don't have one because your owner's a GM. A true GM, a true football ops guy is what I'm talking about. Um, usually you do that when you're in a situation like, you know, in recent past, like the Jets, the, the, the Giants, you know, um, the Jaguars, terrible football teams, the Bears, just teams firing all the time. Head coaches, GMs, can't get it right. Uh, sometimes hang on to guys too long, like in the Bears' case this past season. Uh, there's just all of those teams, right? That's like usually when you make those kind of moves. Not in the case of the Cowboys. I mean, they won 12 games. Like, come on, you won a division, won 12, but it's the same story. They can get to that point but they can't get over the hump. They can't win a playoff game. They're irrelevant in the playoffs. You pick against them, against everybody. I knew that they were going to lose that game to the 49ers. I knew it. And the number one reason was Mike McCarthy. And now you go all the way to the end of the game, and you look at that quarterback sneak. Kellen Moore called it. Mike McCarthy was on the headset and approved it. Dak Prescott made his own mistakes, obviously not sliding early enough, and then he tried to touch the ball and you know, snap it himself. You can't do that because the line judge has got to do it. All that stuff, we know what the hell happened by now. Why in the world are you even A, in that situation, and B, why would you make that play call? Why? You had been slinging ropes to the sidelines, gaining yards and all the rest, and you call that? Mike McCarthy's got to go. That's where I would start and end with this thing. And look, in a perfect world, I wouldn't have Dak Prescott. I would go out and get another quarterback, and I would get a, you know fire the head coach, bring in a new head coach and a, and a football ops guy, have the ops guy and, and the head coach work together in, in finding a quarterback. But you can't do that now because you've already given the money to Dak Prescott. So because you've done that, because you've done that, you know, you're stuck with him. You made your bed with him. Now you got to move on and, and see what you can do. And I would get rid of the head coach in a heartbeat. I don't know, you know, do you go and, and give a blank check to Jim Harbaugh? I would try to get Sean Payton. That would be my number one guy because he can come in with a team that's already built. Peyton knows franchise quarterbacks, albeit not as good as Drew Brees for you know in Dak Prescott's case, but still 
uh, can work with him. I think he could. He's an offensive wizard. I think he could do some things to to help Dak manage the game better. Um, he's got offensive weapons. He's got Cooper. He has Pollard. He has Ezekiel Elliott. He has Ceedee Lamb. He has a great offensive line. He has a generational player on defense. This thing, you know, hire the right head coach, hire the right football ops guy, go out and keep drafting well. Jones can have a little bit of a say in the draft, but now the football ops guy can take over. That's where I would go if I'm the Dallas Cowboys. Go get an established, amazing head coach like Sean Payton. And I know he said he won't leave New Orleans, but you got to give it a try. Got to go get a major, major player who's been there, done that, and not won just because of a franchise quarterback. You know, Sean Payton's won a Super Bowl. I get it. Oh, well, yeah, Drew Brees. Yeah, well, head coach, elite quarterback. Elite head coach, elite quarterback. Most of the time, it's Hall of Fame head coach, elite head coach, Hall of Fame, and elite quarterback. Most of the time it is. Most of the time. Walsh Montana, Belichick Brady, Aikman Johnson, Bradshaw Knoll, Bart Starr, Vince Lombardi. I can go on and on and on. Right? Mike McCarthy ain't elite. It's one of the rare cases. I would fire him. Go get a head coach who knows what he's doing, who's been in the league, who's rising still, and and get a football ops guy. You got to work with what you have in Dak and go try to make a run at the Super Bowl. ML Sports Platter brought to you by our great friends at Welch & Company Jewelers, Stanley Law Offices, Camilla's Golf Club, and your state farm agent, Matt Graham. Get a free rate quote today from Matt. Log on to SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com. Thanks for listening. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.